fourth-generation hops and apple farmer Patrick Smith wanted to better understand his farm business, he did a deep dive into learning about data and analytics. What are the things that I can control? And how can I better use those levers to get better performance out of my business? And so it was mostly this curiosity of mine to just understand what I had been doing, what my family had been doing for four generations better. When Pat saw the power of bringing this expertise onto the farm, he joined forces with co-founders like Dan Maycock to form Loftus Labs, a data and analytics consultancy focused on ag. We're completely device and tool agnostic. We don't only work with one or two platforms, we work with all of them. And because we're a consulting company and can have a long-term relationship, you know, we kind of see ourselves being positioned similar to your CPA firm that you trust, your legal firm. You know, data firm will be the third leg of the stool for agriculture going forward. Unlike an ag tech provider, their business is helping farms build their own tools and processes to leverage and keep their own data. We're not building something that's ours and that we are renting to you. We are building your data warehouse. We are building your suite of reports. And I think that that's really powerful. Hello, fellow ag nerds. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Future of Agriculture. My name is Tim Hammerich, and every week you and I get to hear from the farmers, founders, innovators, and investors, the people shaping the future of the ag industry. And as you just heard, today's episode is all about farm business data and analytics. Today's story, though, is probably a little bit different from others you've heard about this topic in that Loftus Labs, who we're featuring, is not selling a product. They offer a service to help farmers to build customized processes to gain deeper insights into their own unique businesses. I'm excited to share this story with you here today. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Merck Animal Health Ventures. Merck Animal Health Ventures is a premier investor in animal ag tech. They invest in companies creating the next generation of animal identification and monitoring technology to advance animal health as well as new business models to create value from animal data. Merck Animal Health Ventures partners with early-stage technology companies to successfully scale solutions for their customers, which include livestock producers, veterinarians, and pet owners. For more information, check out the Merck Animal Health Ventures website. And if you're an entrepreneur in an animal health-related industry, I highly recommend you get in touch with them. I'll make sure I include a link in the show notes for that website. And thank you to Merck Animal Health Ventures for supporting the Future of Agriculture podcast. Okay, now to today's featured conversation with Patrick Smith and Dan Maycock. These are two of the co-founders of Loftus Labs. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Pat is a fourth-generation farmer and the CEO of Loftus Ranches in the Yakima Valley in Washington State. They grow primarily hops and apples both of which are vertically integrated, selling the hops to breweries around the world and packing and marketing apples in partnership with other growers in the area. You probably already know that Washington and apples go hand in hand, uh, but you may or may not know that the Yakima Valley is the most important hops growing region really in the world. The 50-mile stretch of the valley where Loftus is located grows 75% of the nation's hops, and about 25 to 30% of the world's production, depending on the year. Hops is really such a fascinating crop. If you haven't seen it, it's got these tall 18-foot trellises that the plant sort of climbs up every year. 
Uh, and it's also a perennial underground, even though above ground, it's an annual. Really, it's so cool. I have about 20 minutes of conversation with Pat just asking him questions about growing hops. Unfortunately, that didn't make it in the episode today, though, due to time constraints. But I will post that for the FOA community if you're a member. Uh, if not, you could do so at patreon.com forward slash agriculture. Our conversation today, though, really is about this data and business analytics journey that Pat has gone down for his own operation and what led him to form Loftus Labs with a co-founding team that includes our other guest today, who's Dan Maycock. Dan's background is in data engineering with companies you've probably heard of like Boeing and Amazon. Their business is really an interesting one and I think directly addresses some of the aspects of ag tech that often get overlooked. Things like the fact that every farm is different and probably needs more customized solutions. And the fact that many of the tools out there already exist, but what we're lacking are the implementation partners and the support. Anyway, I'm going to let Pat kick things off here by talking about what led him down this road of thinking his farm needed more advanced business analytics. Yeah, so kind of part of my, you know, living and working in Seattle in the early parts of my career, I was exposed to a lot of, you know, different industries outside of agriculture that were really progressive technologically, right? Seattle's one of the most dynamic economies in the world. And a lot of that has to do with the technology industry there. And then working in investment banking, you know, I mean, so much of of what that industry does is driven by data and analytics and, and understanding the patterns and the numbers. And so coming back to the farm, I wanted to take a lot of what I had learned and experienced outside of agriculture and bring it back and see if it had an application here. And so, you know, I really started looking outside of our industries outside of our crops, but also outside of the agriculture industry and understanding how how other companies, how other farms and other crops are using data and analytics to improve their their businesses. And at some level, I think we all believe that agriculture is different, right? Agriculture is different. People outside of agriculture don't understand agriculture. But every industry can say something similar, right? Like I don't know the first thing about ocean freight other than some of our crops move on it. But if I was running a, you know, an ocean freight company, I could sit there and say, well, nobody outside of ocean freight understands ocean freight, right? Or, you know, electric vehicle manufacturing or whatever. But there are similarities. And at the end of the day, you know, in a capitalist system, most companies, at least part of their goal at the end of the year has something to do with profitability, free cash flow, you know, some kind of economic metric. And most companies get there, you know, in a somewhat similar way. They sell their product for more than it costs to produce it, right? And the difference in the industries is what are those products and what are those levers that you have as an operator to affect the ultimate outcome of your business at the end of the year or, you know, in farming you know, at the end of the decade, because, you know, especially in permanent crops like hops and apples, one year isn't always the best, uh, the best measure of, of our success. So started really looking outside of farming, outside of hops and apples at what other people are doing with data and analytics. And, you know, we would get creative with how we were acquiring data. We invented some new systems and technology to 
take data, you know, in our harvest uh, process in hops and, and try to understand some of our harvest process, specifically the drying process, a little bit better. And what I saw was that my skill set was reaching its limit of what I knew how to do. And that was like, take one data set that was relatively clean and, you know, most likely in an Excel spreadsheet and do some really cool analysis on it, right? I could do that. But once it was multiple data sets and they were in multiple different places and, you know, one's in a SQL database over here and one is locked inside somebody's proprietary system over there and I can export CSV files, it was like, wait a second, how do I take this data that's in this system and this data that's in this other system and I know that they have a relationship and I want to understand that relationship. How do I do that? And so that's where I decided to go back to school again and go outside of agriculture into business analytics at NYU. And I was the only person in our, in our cohort of, of 72 students that was in agriculture. And I was learning from people in, you know, ad tech, advertising technology. And I mean, gosh, you look at, you know, Google and Facebook, which are basically advertising companies, but we think of them as social media or search engines, but it's essentially an advertising company and how they use data and how like mind blowing the stuff that they can do is. And I just think about the complexity of our systems on the farm and in agriculture and think if you could measure everything that's out there, what would you uncover? What would you discover about your farm, about your crop, about that plant that you didn't know? And the data set would be massive. I mean, how many microbes are in a handful of soil, right? Like, how do you characterize them all? And then how do you characterize their influence on the plant? And so it was mostly this curiosity of mine to just understand what I had been doing, what my family had been doing for four generations better and wanting to look outside of, of farming and outside of hops and apples for some guidance. And then Dan, how did you get looped in here? What was the pitch to you or, or was it a pitch? Kind of how did uh, that relationship start? So um, don't remember exactly how Pat and I met or who introduced us, but um, we ended up meeting for lunch on a regular basis, talking about some of what Pat and I uncovered. The thing that, that's tricky with any data program is you can get really good at uh, advanced analytics, business intelligence, engineering, but you can't get good at all of it. So where Pat had a great experience in a degree program around advanced analytics and that piece, you know, they didn't cover a lot on data engineering where I was able to contribute to that and talking about how to pull all this different data together. And at that point, um, I had been in the ag space now for two years and kind of seen firsthand the opportunities around uh, where technology and data really, what I'd say, provide better decisions faster to farmers. Data is not a silver bullet. It's not going to solve all the problems out there when it comes to agriculture but where it can provide better information faster and create more insight, you know, provide everything in a single pane of glass. That's where it really becomes useful, where a farmer doesn't have to log into 15 different systems to then derive that into an Excel file or go to their CFO, pull all that together themselves, and then try to mash it and update it again the next time they need that information. Uh, engineering is the backbone that ties all that data together from all those different places into one spot, what we call a data warehouse. So as we had conversations and saying, well, Loftus Ranches needs someone to come in and pull all that data, build those pipelines, what we call ETL, pull all that into a warehouse and then surface that information up 
There was a legacy access database out there. There's a lot of stuff on premise that needed to get migrated. Saw a real opportunity at Loftus Ranches for me to help them out first, but then saying once we get to a point, everyone else is going to need the same thing. And that had been my experience the last several years having conversations around, hey, I did all this stuff at Amazon, Boeing, you know, in Seattle. There's a big need for it in agriculture. 13% of our state economy in Washington State's ag, around $49 billion worth of business. So it wasn't me coming over and being altruistic about it. There was a real opportunity to help folks out, grow their businesses, using data more effectively and help with that decision-making. So Pat and I really saw the opportunity for me to come on board and then quickly jump into incorporating Jeff and Tim, where the four of us sat down and said, we really got something here. You know, I'd had background in consulting at that point from previous years. Tim Raiswell coming from Gartner, Jeff Bevan up in Calgary is our uh, fellow Canadian, had a lot of experience in the utility industry. Um, Pat, of course, being our chief farming officer, seeing the opportunity there as well. And really, as the pieces came together, we looked at how consulting needed to operate differently for farmers. It's not going to be coming in and necessarily doing a bunch of one-off projects and estimates and a lot of overhead. We're a fractional data team where we come in and have long-term relationships with our customers, which fits more of when you're going on a data-driven journey with agriculture versus what we might do you know, in an urban setting for Fortune 500 companies. So we adapted the model and really thought about what works best for farming. And so we took those traditional elements, but we had paddle along the way as kind of our sounding board to say, does this make sense for the agriculture industry? So why we took Loftus from Loftus Labs is because a big part, even even when we're off in our own company someday in the future, we're always going to have a tie back to farming. It's our roots. It's the company we work in. Uh, it's the industry we're associated to. So we adopted the name Loftus into Loftus Labs to make sure we always keep that connection back into farming because that's the folks we serve. Uh, so there's a lot of modern technology, advanced analytics, machine learning, BI. A lot of those technologies would be very common to people in the uh, data space but very focused around agriculture at the core of what we do, uh, which thinks gives a unique uh, perspective over other companies that service, you know, agriculture. Yeah. And, and I want to talk a, a little bit about kind of the serving those farmers, because I think, Pat, you're, you're somewhat unique in the farmer community. Uh, of course, there's others that th think similarly, but probably not the majority in that you understand the data aspect enough to say, look, I don't know where this is going to go, but it's going to help. And kind of can trust the process in that way. For other farmers, they probably need maybe a problem to say like, hey, what can you help me do? How is my life going to get better because of this? What would you say to them? How is their life going to get better by really tapping into the, this just plethora of data available to them? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's going to be, you know, one of our biggest challenges with some farmers is helping them understand why this is important. And the analogy that I thought of that most people have at least somewhat familiarity with is Moneyball, right? So today I feel like most farms are the baseball teams of the early 1990s. They're relying on their, you know, scouting operation, people that have been there looking at it, a lot of gut feel, a lot of like intangible can't really explain why this guy knows what he knows about this second baseman or this field of potatoes, but he just knows it, right? And what I think we're trying to do is be the, you know, 
there's the disruptive force in Major League Baseball, you know, Billy Bean and the Oakland A's. And what we see today is that the best run baseball teams are not relying 100% on analytics. They still have great scouting, you know, operations. They still have those old guys that, you know, drive to, you know, the middle of Kansas to watch a 17-year-old shortstop play. But analytics is helping those guys do a better job, right? And so it's the pairing of that gut feel that, you know, those decades of experience that I don't think in my lifetime analytics will ever eliminate the need for that. We at Loftus Labs will never know your farm better than you do. What we hope to do is help you make better decisions. Either the same decision that you would have made, but faster, easier, with less stress, or help you discover something that you wouldn't have discovered, but we're gonna rely on your intuition, your domain knowledge to help take what the numbers are telling us and pair it with the knowledge of the crop, the knowledge of that particular field, the soil, the weather, whatever happened, right? And that's where, you know, that's where I think analytics is is going to play a big role in the future of agriculture is really, I, I personally believe that it is going to drive the next green revolution in one way or another. And it'll be different for, you know, high value labor intensive crops like hops and apples than it will for, you know, corn and soybeans and, and, you know, the big row crops, but we can all learn something from, you know, measuring and understanding what's happening in our fields or in our businesses. And so one of the places where we are getting the most traction right now with farms in our region is in labor analytics. These are labor-intensive crops. State of Washington just implemented agricultural overtime. So we have to pay overtime now above 55 hours a week. And over the next few years, that scales down to 40 hours a week. You know, our minimum wage is among the highest in the country. And for farms like ours that are using H-2A, you know, guest workers, our minimum wage is over $16 an hour and we're going to have to pay overtime above 55 hours a week, which is going to push that to $25 an hour for anything over 55. It's a tremendous cost, right? It's our single biggest expense category. And so what we are, where we are getting a lot of traction is in labor analytics and working with other ag tech companies like PickTrace, for example, the company that we use at Loftus Ranches for our timekeeping system. So all of our employees clock in and clock out to fields, to jobs, you know, each day via this app, PickTrace. And what we are doing with Loftus Labs is then taking that PickTrace data and building customized reports for our management team for, you know, everybody from the CEO and CFO down to the farm managers using like industry standard tools like Azure data warehouses and Tableau, right? We're not building something custom that if we go away, like you're going to have this dinosaur of a system, you know, Tableau and, and Azure being used globally by everybody, not just farmers. And so using those tools gives me the confidence as a farmer that um, 
this is a set of tools and a system that will be permanent and doesn't rely on the success of one company to provide value to me and, and my farm for the future. And the other bit that that does is then it's unlocked. It's not a walled garden, right? Now we can take that Azure data warehouse that your labor data is going into, and we can start piping in financial data, weather data, data from your crop management system, whatever else, and build a whole suite of reports in Tableau or Power BI or you know whatever else we use Tableau that gives your decision makers a one-stop shop to go for for the data that's important. And it's a big important distinction there why we're a consulting company and not a product company. You know, there are products out there doing labor management in the space where we're at, Pet Tiger, uh, PickTrace, Hector, Field Clock, you know, different farmers are going to have different tools they use. And those tools are going to be somewhat limited at some point of the analysis they can provide. Maybe it's just within labor they can provide data. But we as a consulting company are kind of the mortar between the bricks. We can pull that out of each of those platforms, regardless of what the ag tech platforms the farmer's using, regardless of the applications they use or how their infrastructure is. We have a relationship with that company. We walk them through the steps of how we're going to pull it out and use it. But we're completely device and tool agnostic. We don't only work with one or two platforms, we work with all of them. And because we're a consulting company and can have a long-term relationship, you know, we kind of see ourselves being positioned similar to your CPA firm that you trust, your legal firm. You know, data firm will be the third leg of the stool for agriculture going forward, we hope, right? And for us to put ourselves at a level where you have uh, lawyers you work with for certain niche needs or part of your long-term relationship, you have a CPA firm that you use, you know, however many times a year and folks you can trust. And now we're the data firm that you can also work with, with whatever challenges, tools, platforms you're using across commodities and regions. You know, we're not going to be someone that only services tree fruit. Right now with Loftus, there's five or six commodities we're dealing with. You know, row crops tend to be different than specialty crops, you know, and we have the means and ability to work with both and maintain that consultative practice such that we're not inaccessible if you don't decide to use our platforms or our tools. We use whatever the farmer wants us to use. And that's been the beautiful thing about our long-term value add to farmers over time is we're not expecting them to conform to what we want them to do. We meet them where they're at and get them where they want to go to make those better decisions. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's no shortage of sources of data. There's no shortage of, you know, ag tech companies that are doing really cool stuff with hardware, software, you name it. You know, the thing that I think, you know, we were struggling with and that I I suspect a lot of farms are struggling with is not acquiring more data, right? We have plenty of data. It's turning that data into information that helps me make a better decision that I think is the, pardon the pun, lowest hanging fruit in the ag tech space right now taking the data that you already have and using it to drive better decision-making on the farm. And that's the gap that we're trying to bridge. And, you know, ultimately we all have people on our, in our operations that are making all kinds of, of very important decisions on a day-to-day -day basis and helping them make a better decision easier, faster, with more confidence can only help unlock some of that, that creativity and knowledge that resides in our teams. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's huge. And, and I, 
I can't help but notice that the ag stack that you're using isn't really ag specific technology, right? I mean, it's the industry agnostic technology as well. And we, we talk all, all the time on the show about the billions of dollars that have been, you know, poured into ag specific technologies, but it sounds like you're finding best use in more of the industry agnostic types. Yeah, it's better training, better networks, better resources, right? A lot of the ag-specific platforms tend to be commodity or region-specific, have smaller teams. But we're leveraging platforms. Some are going to be ag-specific, um, such as a Computech or a Famous, but leveraging tools like Snowflake, Power BI, Tableau. They themselves have small ag communities that we're tapping into. Tableau has thousands of companies around the world that use our platform, Power BI. A lot of folks work with that tool today. And so we're able to tap into Microsoft, into their agricultural groups. Snowflake now is an agricultural group, Fivetran, another platform we work with. We're starting to do webinars and educating the high-tech industry, how to better work with the agricultural industry and kind of be a bridge there as well. And that's our hope is to bring more of the high-tech guys into the fold so we can have more collaborative sessions between the tech world and the ag world, which has been somewhat fraught over the years from just being a disconnect of the two groups. And so where we're bringing high tech companies in and having conversations informing them, been a lot of interesting conversations around agricultural using kind of best in class tools, but not being anything, quote unquote, ag specific. Yeah, one of the things that Dan mentioned earlier is is this idea of us being a fractional data team. And, you know, to expand on that a little bit, we really view how we work with our clients as, as a long term hopefully permanent partnership to have a really, you know, kind of best in class data and analytics stack requires multiple different skill sets that are really hard to find in a single person. You know, data engineering and data science and advanced analytics are very different skill sets. Uh, if you're looking for somebody that can do the data engineering and the and build the data pipelines into your data warehouse, along with somebody that can build machine learning models and do advanced analytics, you're really looking for a unicorn who probably already works for Netflix or Amazon or you know somebody else, right? But what we're doing at Loftus Labs is assembling a team with those skill sets and then essentially renting it out to you on your farm or in your business. Where, you know, certainly on our farm, we don't have the budget to hire all of those different people in a full-time capacity. And very few of those people that have those skill sets want to work part-time. And so what we're building is a team with that full range of skills that can do everything that you need to do, but you don't have to have them all on your on your team full-time in perpetuity. And we can, you know, come in and and build the data warehouse, build a set of reports or models, you know, scale our work back until you come up with a new question, a different problem, and then we'll put the right resources at it, you know, to hopefully accomplish whatever whatever it is that you're looking for. And so that idea of the fractional kind of data team is really core to our model and how we interface with the farms and the businesses that we work with using that, you know, industry agnostic stack means that if you have a desire to learn how to build Tableau reports because you've seen what we can do, you can do it. You can go on Coursera or, you know, any of these other kind of online platforms and teach yourself how to then do some of the analytics 
that we are doing and, and help answer some of your own questions. And then maybe you come back to us and you say, I built this report that I start to see a relationship here. I really want to explore this a little bit more. And so then we'll take one of our, you know, senior data science folks and come in and really start diving in and doing some more advanced modeling work. So I think that, you know, that the self-service kind of component is really important. I mean, most of the ag tech stuff that I've, you know, demoed or, or bought, you know, I don't have the ability to get into the system and change something to fit my eye, to fit how I think about the problem. What we are building gives the farmer that option if they'd like to. Or if they want us to do the work, we can do the work. We're more than happy to do so. That's what we're here for. But we don't want to lock you in to needing one of our people to build you the new report if you have the desire to learn to do it yourself. And these yeah, tools are really easy to to pick up in most cases. And we'll do the training. You know, we've even jokingly said, if you want to hire people, you could do that too. Um, the goal being that we really want farmers and ag companies, packing houses, sales desks, anyone in agribusiness to know, you know, we're here for them and not trying to stick them with that. And it's interesting, our relationships we've had where we start with one use case, like a large customer of ours, uh, starting with labor analytics using PickTrace, where he pulled that data out for the CFO has said, I want to look at this data differently. I want to combine this with other data that brought in the management team. They pushed that data then to area managers all within Tableau that expanded in the cost allocation by block, which then went into talking about packouts and other parts of the business too. And they're growing and learning along the way, leveraging these tools. And at the same time, they're coming up with other projects for us to work on. And that's kind of the long-term relationship where they're becoming more enabled and more aware, more data-driven as they go. And, you know, we're hiring more people and scaling our business to meet the need, uh, which turns into word of mouth and, and generates, you know, more opportunities for us to work with farms across regions and commodities. Yeah, no, I, I definitely could see this. I mean, I'm, as a concept, data management and analytics as a service, I go back to three years ago. I thought about this episode a lot. We had two farmers on. They were talking about their experience using a farm management software. And just casually at the end, both said that they're interested in hiring a data manager, like a full-time data manager. And I'm thinking, number one, you know, we're here talking about farm management software that I would think was kind of there for data management. So that's interesting. But number two, how are these guys going to get a qualified data manager to go live in two different places in rural Nebraska? I mean, it sounds like a unicorn. And, and if they're representative, you know, a lot of farmers are going to be looking for this. So this sort of like CPA type model makes a ton of sense. But I bet in those early conversations, you know, if you're talking to a potential farmer client, most likely I would assume they're going to be your larger farmers that are thinking this way, but maybe not. If they say, okay, I, I believe you. I, I think, you know, I could probably find something that's unique to my farm that data will really help me, you know, generate ROI for what I'm going to pay you for your services. But I'd sure like to hear some examples of like how that's paid off for others in the past. I know you've mentioned labor analytics, could you give kind of some specific anecdotes here in the last few minutes of of like, here's a tangible benefit that, you know, we have uh, been able to produce so far? Yeah. So two things that we've done on our farm outside of just labor analytics with our Loftus Labs team. So one of our pests that we deal with in hops is, is a Lepidoptera species called Bertha army worm, you know, and a bad infestation can completely defoliate the plant. Our agronomy team had found some research around, you know, the timing of the hatches of this 
Bertha Armyworm using growing degree days, right? And so, yes, could you have somebody sit down and look up on the nearest weather station what the growing degree days were, put it into an Excel spreadsheet and do that? Yeah, you could. That's kind of the entry. But that requires somebody doing that every single day and people go on vacation and whatever else, right? And so we built a model in a set of reports to then take our trap counts and growing degree days and predict when the next Bertha armyworm hatch was going to be so that we could time our spray better and you know reduce the economic impact from a bad infestation of Bertha armyworm. And that saves our agronomists time every day because they don't have to go and and you know log into the weather system and pull that and put it over here and then go get the trap counts and put it in you know it's just in a report that anybody can pull up and look at and say okay we need to spray this field on this date okay let's get the materials here let's make sure we've got a sprayer freed up and let's do it you know a, a second example uh, would be in managing our irrigation so we are farming in a desert and without irrigation, we wouldn't be able to do anything uh, in this valley. And so water use efficiency is something that I think a lot about because water is a, you know, as most farmers in the West understand, water is a scarce resource. And so we've built some reports and models that can take historical evapotranspiration rates, forecasted evapotranspiration rates, soil moisture measurements, and data from our irrigation systems, which are all now connected to the internet and pulling data on flow rates, pressures, you know, how long was this valve open? How long was that pump running? And pull it in and recommend to our agronomy team and to our irrigators what the schedule should be for the next week. How many hours of water and how many days a week does this field need for its growth stage for its, you know, current soil moisture and for the weather that we expect and for where we came from, right? And that's saving our agronomy team hours of building these schedule recommendations. And so sometimes it's not necessarily about discovering something new as it is, you know, you save somebody the repetitive menial task over and over and over again. And that frees up their day, that frees up their mind to ask different questions and drive value in different ways. You know, a third example would be for people in the egg supply chain off the farm is demand forecasting and demand planning. You know, how much of this particular product should we pack and have ready to ship? two weeks from now, right? Asking those kinds of questions, understanding, you know, your inventory levels, your shipping rates, and just presenting the information in a way that helps the decision maker make a more confident decision on what variety of apples to pack next week. Those would be three examples of, of stuff that we're doing. And there's there's customers we're working with around sales forecasting from a sales just standpoint, uh, supply side demand forecast across hundreds of Apple SKUs, efficiencies around, you know, what we call intraday reporting around labor management so it can set minimums more appropriately, agronomy insights, IPM, you know, integrated pest management. So because we're a consultative model, there's not necessarily a, a particular use case we drive with. Once again, it's looking at the decisions that the farmer is trying to make more effectively 
And some of those relate to data and some of those don't. The ones that do relate to data, that's where we want to jump in and help. But we want to meet the, the grower or packer or seller where they're at and, and go from there. Yeah. I, I love the analogy of, of the data warehouse. And what you're doing is basically helping a farmer to build their own data warehouse and to, and to run it properly rather than maybe a technology that might come along and say, hey, just rent space in our, our warehouse, right? It's, it's really helping them kind of own and, and leverage their own. Yep. Yep. You own the data warehouse, you own those reports. That's something that's really important to me. And one of the first questions that I ask ag tech uh, vendors that I talk to is who owns the data and how do I get it out of your system? Right. Because I believe as a farmer that that sensor that I bought from XYZ ag tech company Inc. and put in my field is collecting my data. It's their technology that's doing the data collection, but that's my data. And if I can't get that data out of that system easily, so that then I can pair it with all the data that I'm collecting elsewhere, then the value of that particular product, tool, whatever, decreases significantly because nobody has a single tool or a single system that can tell me everything about my operation. It's impossible. So you can sell me the tool. That's great. Maybe I'll even subscribe to your data service. You know, that's great. How do I get the data out of the system? Because it's my data and I want to pair it with all these other systems that I have. And that's really important. And so when we build tools for our the farms and businesses that we're working with, those are their tools. You know, we're not building something that's ours and that we are renting to you. We are building your data warehouse. We are building your suite of reports. And I think that that's really powerful in a way and, and gives our clients ownership of the whole process because what they have at the end is theirs. And so engaging with them to build the tools that answer the questions that they have about their business is ultimately what we're trying to do. Wow, that's great. In fact, that's a that's a really good place to end it unless you have uh, something else that you'd like to add. Uh, I'll give you the chance for the kind of final word. You know, no, overall, I'd say, again, I, I truly believe that better data and analytics will lead us as an industry, myself as a farmer, to a better understanding of our crops, the health of the crop, the health of the soil, our businesses, and ultimately help us drive better business performance. And in an increasingly competitive world with so many things that I can't control, I can't control our nation's trade policy, for example, but I know it impacts my business significantly, right? What are the things that I can control? And how can I better use those levers to get better performance out of my business? Because that's, you know, ultimately the goal, right? And so as farmers, we are all, you know, I think naturally curious. We all have questions. There's not a farmer in the world that understands every single last bit about every part of his farm and every part of the industry that he operates in, um, he or she operates in. And so, you know, it's really just a, a way of helping 
myself as a farmer and other farmers answer the questions that they have about their business and hopefully deliver, you know, a tremendous amount of value to their operation. Well, thank you very much to both Pat and Dan for taking the time to be on the show today. If you want to learn more about the work they're doing over at Loftus Labs, you can visit their website. It's just www.loftuslabs.com. And I will, of course, include a link for that in the show notes as well. This episode is a part of sort of a broader theme that I'm trying to explore this year with some of the episodes that I'm calling Farm Business Strategy. It's sort of an exploration of farmers that are looking at their business differently than maybe some of their neighbors or other farms in general. Pat certainly qualifies, as does recent episodes you've heard with Christian Hebert and Zach Smith. Uh, Do you know any strategic-minded, forward-thinking farmers that are really looking at their business differently? If so, I'm open to some recommendations. Just email me, tim at aggrad.com. You can also find me on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Thanks so much, though, for your time and your attention. I really don't take it lightly. I'll be back next week with another story of ag innovation. Ag innovation.